0: Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli.: So as I go into this last part of focus, I pray the Lord will bring you to the point of sobriety. That bringing you to the point of what? Because many of us are no longer sober, we don't even understand what it's all about. And we are failing in something that touched my heart throughout the week that I shared also this morning in the Sunday school, Be worried that we don't reverse the mandate of God. The mandate that we are given is to take people from the powers of darkness and bring them to the power of God, from darkness to light. But Christendom today, and I worry that even amongst us, we are beginning to take people from the kingdom of God back to the kingdom of darkness. Watch yourself. In utterances, in departing from the things that you once proved, Because when I spoke to you at Gethsemane, there were several lessons that were learned at Gethsemane. We looked at the pressing, the oil of the Holy Spirit, that God said you will have, and the power that comes along with it to do what needs to be done. If we are not prepared to face Gethsemane, there is no oil that is going to come. pointed out to you a clear separation that is also going on. Many of us have read it but it didn't strike me until the Lord drew my attention to it that at Gethsemane there is definitive separation. Separation, there will be those who will be irreversibly out of the kingdom and I'll show you from the Word. They started well. Instead of the powers of the days to come, but alas, the spirit of the world, the spirit of the prince of the world, albeit had taken them over. Judas didn't make it when they got to get money, and those who were the closest to the Lord, to whom He opened His heart. Who saw his agony and his struggles, they also were asleep. And that is the stage that many of us are sleeping when we ought to be on duty. In that one hour of darkness, when you ought to be awake. And this is the hour of darkness. Adversity must of necessity come. Because as if anything came out of that text that we looked at in Matthew 26, and we're not going to read it, because I expect that over these three periods that we have, you, you have taken that scripture and digested it. Because at the height of adversity, when you compare that with other things that have been spoken, if you would give me James, um, James chapter 1, uh, two to 2-4 in the Passion Translation. My fellow believers. Yes, my fellow believers. When it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties. Oh. When it seems that you are facing nothing but difficulties. See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Just stop it there. I want you to digest that statement. I want you to look at that statement, read it to yourself. What contradiction? You are facing persistent and unchanging difficulty and the word is saying you should consider it as what? An opportunity of your greatest joy. Does that make sense? Oh, talk to me people. You can look at it. It doesn't make sense. But it is a choice that you have to make. You can choose. And that's when she was talking about the program for the sister in terms the sisters in terms of mental health. Same thing was spoken about on the Eagles Youth Online during this issue of depression and so on and so forth. It boils down to the choice that you make yeah. in the face of difficulties. When it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an experience to experience the 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 greatest joy that that you can, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you what the power of power Power. stirs up in you power. But we've been taught differently. Me, I no go suffer. I no go beg for bread. That song is from the pit. There's a choice that we are called to face to make in times like this. And that's where we have come. In this moment of Gethsemane. You wonder. Should adversity come at all? But the word of God tells me. Ecclesiastes. Very very clear. If you have the living bible. Or yes the living bible. Enjoy prosperity whenever you can. I'm specific in the choices that I've made. And take the scriptures and look at them in different translations. There is a trail that you find in the Word of God. Prosperity whenever you can, and when hard times. when hard time strikes, it didn't say her, if hard time strikes. When it's a question of when, because God made them like that, side by side. God made good times. God also made bad times. They flow together. Whichever one falls your side, know that it's not permanent. It's a changing stream. It's a changing stream. Enjoy prosperity when you can. And when hard time strikes, realize that God gives one as well as the other so that everyone will realize that what? Nothing Nothing is certain certain in life. In this life. And that's why, I don't know why he breathed the power of endless life. Because this one is a transient one. It's a transient one. I'm simply saying to you, adversity of necessity must what? Must come. Sometimes, it's by my, my own foolish choice. But whichever way it is when adversity comes, make a choice and see it as an opportunity that will work up endurance in your life. Job, many of you remember his story. Hmm? Whenever his children, when they have gone to party and so on and so forth, when they come back, he consecrates them, saying, I am not the issue. I know my stand with God is right. But these children, I don't know where they stand. He will consecrate them. There was a perpetual fear that was in the heart of this man that adversity was going toward. Adversity will come. Job 1, Job 3, I'm not going to necessarily come. Adversity of necessity must come. So the answer is obvious. Because when the Lord Himself, I took an Old Testament one. I'm taking a new one. Jesus, in John chapter 12, after He had spoken to His disciples, I think in verse 37, He then said something. Yes, thank you. The hour is come. Said, My. Said. The, okay, go on. And Jesus answered them, saying, The mm. hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Mm. Verily, verily, I say unto you except a corn of wheat fall into I the ground. I want you to take that verse 23 on one hand and then just go to verse 31, the last, the last in that verse. I want to, that comparison. No, 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 no. Uh, before then, where he said, my, now is my spirit troubled, if you can save me from this hour. In that same, chapter, that same, I think it's... Verse 27. So, take verse 23 on one hand. There is glory... Right. Say what verse twenty three said. The, the hour, hour is come, come that the Son of Man should be glorified. So there is an hour of glory that he knows is coming. Said so the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified, and then in that verse twenty seven, now, now is my soul trouble. Now is my soul trouble. Save me from what this hour. Did you read that before? On one hand. The hour is come that the son of man should be what? Glorified. And then that same hour that's the hour of glorification save me from this hour. My soul is troubled. Does, Does that compute? But it does compute. Because out of death comes life. Life comes out of death and the hour of glorification of necessity was also an hour of adversity. It was an hour of challenge. That's why I asked you make a choice, a determination that you will enjoy that hour that is the greatest opportunity that God is bringing across your way. I pray that the Lord will open your spirit to see this. It looks contradictory. But it is not. The Lord Lord God was making a statement there to all of us. You are seeking glorification. You are seeking glory. Then be prepared for this one. Be prepared for this one. We don't always want to see that. And that's why... We are where we are today. Is it Christianity? But we just, we love to have it good. Praise the Lord. The statements of the Lord bring to us what will look like a contradiction. But it's a statement of fact that every one of us must come to time with, Particularly those who are called of the Lord. Those who know that the spirit of the Lord is indeed upon them. That I can't expect anything different from what happened to my master. So, the answer to me seems obvious, but I want to say something also to you the realization that foreknowledge of events does not necessarily make you prepared, that you knew it was coming ahead. The day when it comes doesn't mean that you are prepared. And that's the worry that one has carried for those of us who are so much experts in saying what the prophet said, what Branham said, what Frisbee said, and I believe them because they are servants of God. But the question is, your knowledge of those things, do they actually make you get prepared? I tell you no, because I'll show you from the scriptures. And it's these things that, we wanted to, that the Lord wanted to bring out on focus so that every one of us, we need to know what we ought to do in these times when they were speaking about praying accurately and praying correctly. I told you, all of these three-part series, they came out of what those two servants of God laboriously preached here concerning the Holy Spirit and praying correctly. It was like a book just opened. That people should understand the purpose for which these words will come. Because we are in that hour and God is saying step up. Thanks for listening. Join us again on Wednesday for the concluding part of today's sermon. For more information on today's episode please call 0803 3628 796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng